Hello, hello, and welcome to the Spiritually Sober podcast. I'm your host, Rhiannon, and on this episode, if you usually watch this podcast on YouTube, it is not going to have my face because, total disclosure, I just didn't get around to filming this until the day that I meant to put it out, and I am now in my car about to go into my next appointment, and I was like, I'm just going to voice record it because... I still want to show up and this was an episode that I was very excited about and I think it will be very beneficial and helpful for a lot of a lot of you. So this is eight ways that I have been leaning into learning to get into a parasympathetic sympathetic state more regularly. So in essence, I have uh, been on a process since choosing to stop drinking three and a half years ago. Something that I'm always kind of grappling with in different levels is anxiety, is, you know, negative feelings, shall we say, going into negative spaces. A lot for myself, it's a lot more around anxiety. Um, But I think this has also helped a lot for me with going through, you know, quite negative feelings. Um, I've shared on this podcast that my mom passed away quite suddenly um, in the beginning of this year and I've been going through that process and it definitely took me to another level of finding ways to work with very difficult feelings, emotions, and thoughts and not turn to old habits, um, whether that is uh, drinking would be the thing for me, but I even stopped, um, consuming nicotine this year. So any of those old habits, those kind of coping mechanisms, I have been exploring ways to be willing to sit with negative feelings, um, get into what we would call like a parasympathetic state. So get into a relaxed state, even if everything in my mind and body is saying alarm, alarm, things are changing too much, anxious, sadness, all the things. Um, I feel that I've really honed in on some habits, some different techniques that I think could be helpful for anybody who does struggle a lot with anxiety, with negative feelings in sobriety. So One thing that I'll share before I go into the actual practical tools is one thing that really helped me is I did choose to go into therapy, um, especially a few months after my mom passed away. I just felt that it was, it was very, I didn't know anybody who was going through what I was going through. I didn't feel like I had a lot of real resources or or support in, in the sense, like in terms of almost like, let's say a medical sense. Uh, I was definitely getting into a very depressive rut. So I decided to go into therapy and what that helped me with, um, the therapist that I worked with was really good at making it clear to me that a lot of anxiety and, and sadness that I was experiencing was just kind of a chemical, like a biochemical response of the body. It was a response of my nervous system that it didn't like, yes, something horrible had happened. My mom did pass away unexpectedly. There was a lot of definite, real tough, hard things to work through, but it really helped me. Um, She helped me understand that a lot of it was also just like a biochemical response of the body. And I could change that. I could work with my nervous system. I could work with 
supplementing different foods. Um, And I'm going to go into all of those in just a minute. But she was kind of the opening of the door to like, hey, if you do certain things to kind of take better care of your body, it will very likely impact your your brain and you know the hormones that are being released and all the chemicals that are being released that are kind of a result of being very on alarm and it helped me it really helped me get very like see that that was true and be very unapologetic about you know the things that I'm about to share like you know okay hey I actually do have to get a good amount of sleep I've got to do what it takes to be able to get a good amount of sleep like wind down reduce blue light at night etc etc like sit tight I'm going to go into all of those but I wanted to share that because I I I know that so many people who are new or even deep in sobriety there are moments where like how do we work with negative feelings how do we manage how do we keep anxiety at bay especially if you're more if you're someone like me who in the past was more prone to being anxious and definitely I did turn to drinking a lot especially on weekends or for social anxiety because that was just what was done I just didn't know like I just that was kind of like the baseline way that I saw other people living life that's what I kind of maybe I judged about them or that's what I assumed that's what you're supposed to do you just generally have anxiety and then you drink or you let loose or you have these kind of outside coping mechanisms to manage it versus just suddenly I really believe it's possible to not have that much anxiety it's possible to live a life that does not create you know that doesn't we do not need to address life and life's challenges always from an anxious state from a nervous state from a fight flight you know I'm gonna take this on and like just have such a strong charge around it so I wanted to share that little intro um that yes if you are somebody who is doing your best to be sober deep in sobriety or newly sober this is an episode to support you in learning to more consistently get into a parasympathetic state, a rest and digest state, a state where your body can, your nervous system can kind of set a new baseline, a new way of approaching challenges that is not immediately anxious, you know, going into the negative space. So let's dive into the practical tools now because I found these so supportive. So this is a combination of things that I've learned from being in therapy as well as getting more and more interested in to kind of like biohacking and wellness and just taking health really seriously. And I really approached it from kind of like just again this seed idea that the that 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 therapist that I worked with put in my mind of like you don't have to be this anxious. Like you, there are ways to kind of reduce that baseline expectation of anxiety. So, um and I will say it has, I've definitely felt it's worked. So I pray that you give some or all of these a try and, you know, really incorporate them into your lifestyle because I, I have really felt a decrease in kind of my reactive go-to emotions of like, oh my gosh, I've got to be anxious because something went wrong or oh, I've got to be anxious because I'm trying this new thing. It's, it's really helped. So first thing that I do, I I do all of these things very consistently. I would say almost all of them um, are every day. I find a way to incorporate them into my day because, again, anxiety was coming up a lot for me. And I think all of us go through seasons where we just feel a bit more anxiety. If you are going through 
a season of anxiety, challenging negative emotions, I invite you 100% to do these practices every every day, every day. Um, yes, once one time can make a big difference, but when you start doing them every day, it becomes a lot more impactful. So the first thing is chanting, singing, or humming. I do this every morning, and then I've noticed that if I do it first thing in the morning, I've noticed that it kind of spills out throughout my day, and I do it throughout the day. So what that looks like, chanting, singing, or humming, it's, it's, um, it's essentially just anything with the throat. It's great for toning the vagus nerve. So anything that's like stimulating the throat is really helpful for this. So I will do like, la- I'll make this sound v, like a VR sound as I exhale. Um, and I actually do this in the car first thing in the morning because I get in the car f- quite early in the morning to go for a morning walk which I'm going to get into. That's kind of step three of this. But the first thing, when I'm in the car, I just chant or I sing or I exhale. What I take deep inhales. And when I exhale, I make this sound that's essentially saying VR, like V for like the entire exhale. And that I really listen to the vibrations in my throat and throughout my body. And it's really, I really notice like this calming in the body. And it it is... Um, at least according to my therapist, it is really um, great for toning the vagus nerve, which is responsible for regulating the way that our body responds to stress. And chanting, this one you definitely want to do every day because I have noticed it's like a compound effect. Um, It does have really good immediate effects, but if you do it every day, I've really felt this like just an easier ability to slow down and the nervous system is a lot it's a lot easier for me to go from fight flight and immediate like oh my gosh stress to just like okay hang on let's calm down and it's a lot faster the second thing that I do I really aim to do it every day is some form of breath work so this can be things like box breathing where you inhale for four counts hold for five and then exhale for six Or I do full-on breathwork sessions, which are like 20 minutes long. I do something called the Reset Breath with Adrienne. She's on this podcast, actually. We have a whole episode, so Adrienne Schroeder. Um, I really love that for resetting the nervous system. It is kind of a longer breathwork session, so... I don't do it every day, but I do some form of breathwork, usually box breathing or... um, uh, it's like a breath of fire in yoga where you in where you allow the where you do not consciously inhale you just forcefully exhale and the inhale naturally happens uh, so it's a little difficult to show that on a podcast but you can look into different forms of breath work and then um, breath work has all these you know you can look into all the different ways that it regulates the nervous system um, it's amazing breath work has been transformative for me and I've shared a lot about it um, on different episodes in this podcast and then the third thing that I do every day I really aim for this this is something that's quite new for me um, I started doing this when I was traveling in New York and I really noticed like a palpable difference in in just my state, my mindset. Um, And this is going outside and moving in nature daily. And I ideally do this first thing in the a.m. So first thing in the morning. Um, Again, all the kind of 
I don't know, the data that's going out that's been coming out for a while now around having sun in your eyes as soon as possible, preferably. I think it's even like 15 minutes after waking, which is a little little much for me. I don't quite manage that, but within an hour of waking up, I'm usually doing my best to be outside. Um, and recently, because I've had such great results with this, I've I've gone like an extra, I've put extra effort into it and I actually drive out to kind of like a field that I can walk around in the morning. That's what I've been enjoying currently, but um, there's been variations of this. Sometimes I just go outside and walk in the garden outside of where I live in a condominium in the middle of a massive city. So um, I definitely like, I definitely invite you um, to look for ways that you can do this to whatever extent you can, right? And, and look for solutions versus kind of problems or ways that it's not possible or accessible for you. Just, just really look for solutions. There might be some ways you don't know that you can incorporate these things into your life. Okay, the fourth thing is EFT tapping. This has been huge. This is definitely one I've done in my life for many, many years now. Um, It also does, I feel, have a compound effect. So definitely, if you want to give this a try, I have an amazing EFT tapping course coming out uh, in just a few days, actually. Hope I mean, if all goes well with the filming. So check the links in the show notes. There will be a link to check out the EFT tapping course. It's 21 days with me guiding you through EFT tapping and it will give you a really good, um, I feel it will give you a very good framework for how to work with EFT tapping continuously, like consistently throughout your day, whenever things come up. Um, So you won't always need to like run to me or a practitioner or YouTube to kind of EFT tap. You'll be able to get the gist of how it works and be able to do it for yourself. So make sure to sign up for that. The wait list is in the show notes. So EFT tapping is a huge one. The fifth thing that I love, this has been new and has been very, very helpful for me was I, this was again by recommendation from my therapist, was increase healthy fat intake like grass-fed butter, MCT oil, and do my best to decrease sugar. So sugar spikes, sugar crashes, for me, I definitely feel those a lot in terms of anxious, you know, like getting really high from sugar, getting a lot of energy, and then crashing and feeling really depleted and anxious. So I've found that increasing especially healthy fats earlier in the day before I've had a ton of carbs. So doing things like the butter coffees or the butter cacaos, um, which is just like grass-fed butter and MCT oil, um, blended into your coffee or your cacao, but just increasing healthy fat intake. I know that there is a ton of good things going on for the brain with healthy fats. So I've really felt, um, a decrease in anxiety and just better cognitive functioning from increasing healthy fat intake. Um, and I will add, uh, I'm going to move, I'm going to shift my list around here because I want to add right away after this. Um, number six is I was also invited by my therapist to take a really, really good probiotic. So I, um, I went out, I did, I had been hearing about different probiotics. So I did a little bit of research and I found one that I really love that has, um, you know, has the kind of, what do you call it, like the enteric coating, wherein it's like coated within a coat so that it can really get into your system. Um, so just doing your best to find a really, really good, reliable probiotic. I know that there's, again, all these 
just I don't know, biochemical responses or like serotonin is made in the gut. Um, our brain and our gut are so closely related. So I started taking a really good probiotic, especially when I was really in the depths of, of just feeling very sad, anxious, and in like really in it with the grief. And um, I wasn't eating very well. And it was, again, the, my therapist was like, you know, serotonin is made in the gut. So eating well, or at least eating something and having good digestion is going to really help you out here. Because I was sitting there going like, no, let's talk about, I want to talk about all this pain and the sadness. And yes, that, that was part of it. But I think a you know, she really helps keep bringing me back to like, okay, but let's also do some practical things. Like if you're not eating and you're not digesting your food well, it's going to have, you know, it's going to have an impact in your brain. So yeah, definitely the healthy fats and then take a really good probiotic. Um, and again, you know, I know this is a long list and maybe it feel maybe, you know, really do come at this with a solutions oriented mindset. So just look for what will work for you and feel it out. But I can 100% say that really prioritizing all these things, all of the like really prioritizing wellness and mental health from these kind of from this more like a biohacking perspective, it really helped. It really decreased the anxiety that was such a baseline for me. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, this past year, I've shared a lot, like there were times where I really thought, you know, maybe I need to get on a medication. It's it was intense. And I'm not saying that anyone should not take medication. I still think that's always an option. But I am glad that I I did these other things that that really helped kind of get my brain back to just my body and nervous system back to homeostasis. And I think this is effective, whether you're going through grief or a hard time or tough divorce or whatever it is, or, or if you are just someone who's newly sober looking for like, Hey, all these years I did this to decrease anxiety and now I don't have that. Well, now you have a whole plethora of things to, to turn to instead of, um, the old coping mechanisms. Okay. So I've been shifting things around. So I think we're on number seven now, which is I, so this took about a, I was looking for a way to do this for over a year. Um, I was, I love saunas and, um, just these past months I found a way to sauna regularly. So I make sure to hit a sauna, preferably an infrared sauna three to five times a week. So almost every day I try to go to the sauna before bedtime. So I, I do have to drive to get to the sauna that I use, but I'll drive to the sauna usually a little bit before bed. And I have this kind of routine where I'll go in the sauna and that's around the time that I, you know, switch off the notifications on my phone, put it on do not disturb, put it on night mode. So the lights going lower, like all the, you know, all the wind down things. Um, I, I sometimes I even like uninstall Instagram at that time just to make sure everything is on wind down mode. But yes, sauna has again all these kind of great things for the nervous system to to relax, to get into parasympathetic parasympathetic state and all these amazing things. And then the last thing that I do which is again amazing, amazing, a little bit uncomfortable though, is I do work to get cold water showers in very regularly. I aim for 11 minutes a week. That's what my therapist told me. Um, so I aim to get like a cumulative amount of 11 minutes a week of cold water therapy. I do cold water showers. If you have a way to get into ice baths or cryotherapy or whatever your thing is, then definitely go for that. But just exposing yourself to cold is massive. It has been really amazing for anxiety. And a side note, I no longer do this because I don't, 
Um, I don't need to. I don't feel the need for it. But a really great way to... Um, if you do feel like a meltdown coming or like a really strong anxiety coming is exposing yourself to kind of extreme cold. This is something that, again, the therapist shared with me. It was um, like putting ice on your neck, on the back of your neck or putting um, plunging your hand into uh, a bowl of ice water. Things like that can really just just prevent a full meltdown. Um, so cold water definitely has a lot, like cold therapy definitely does a lot of good for the brain. And I just ensure that I get that cold therapy in very regularly throughout the week. So that is it. I believe we did eight. Um, I jumped around a little bit so that it would just make more sense and make sure that you got all the information Um that I've just been loving. I've really found these tools to be helpful in overall addressing anxiety. And again, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with getting help, especially if you are sober, newly sober, or going through a tough time sober. Like, not, not that many people are willing to do all of this without having any coping mechanisms, right? Like, i I think it's it, it, it's a challenge. It is a very real challenge to not, you know, go out and let loose or have a glass of wine to unwind or self-medicate or numb. So give yourself a ton of grace and, and really do what you can to help yourself and support yourself if that is, you know, seeing a therapist, going a little extra on these biohacking tools, these wellness tools, or if that is, you know, going into um, getting getting some, some medication. Really... You know, of course, choosing to be sober, sometimes we don't want to maybe go into um, medication, but I think really just taking care of yourself and doing what it takes to stay sober if that's a priority for you. And also keep in mind that like it gets better. Life is not, we don't have to stay in an anxious, depressive, negative state of mind. Like they happen for sure and it might happen again but we have tools and i pray that if this episode served you if you found any of these tools helpful please do share this episode with anybody who's going through a tough time who is newly sober choosing to be sober maybe five years into sobriety and looking for ways to deepen their connection to themselves in sobriety i know that's always been my process um again i'm three and a half years in and i'm still always deepening uh, my toolkit and ways to connect. Uh, so if any of this piques your interest, make sure to get on my email list that's linked below. Otherwise, like, review, um, rate, and subscribe to Spiritually Sober, the podcast. I'm so grateful you're here and I will see you next week.